What's going on everybody? It's your boy AT back again with another video. This is the match review for Brighton versus Arsenal where Arsenal took the victory by one goal to nil and it was it was a good victory, you know. Uh, we finally got a back-to-back -back victor uh, victory and I'm very happy with that. Um, so we're just we're gonna look at some some of the points that happened during the game. I did a uh, moments recap video so if you haven't checked that out make sure you go you go back and watch that and make sure you click on the subscribe button like share comment all that good stuff and follow all the socials that are in the link in the description below so follow that follow that follow that and let's get started with this match review shall we brighton versus arsenal it was it was a very cagey match to start off with um Listen, the first half, we started very well, similar to how we did with Chelsea. You know, we started good, passing around, um, going in there, you know, the final third in their own half, and their half, trying to play the ball slickly, trying to, you know, break the, uh, break them, but that didn't, that didn't happen. And slowly and surely, Brighton started taking over the game. And listen, in that first half, they had the better chances. And I do believe they should have been... 1-0 up. They should have they should they should have been ahead in that first half and we were very fortunate that we weren't down um in the first half. But going into the second half, I, I guess Arteta says something to them. You know, it's clear because the way the team playing was a, was much more fast and they were passing the ball a lot quicker. The transition was a lot quicker than it was in the first half. So I believe Arteta says something and looking at the way Saka and Martinelli played, especially in that second half, they were trying to create a lot of chances um, within that half. So it was that, that second half was, was a very, uh, very good performance, but the first half was just dead. And looking at that first half, for example, like Brighton had at least three chances where they should have been 1-0 up. And it's amazing that we went into that halftime with, you know, without conceding. You know, um, they had a chance with El Nini where El Nini just gave the ball away and it was outside the box. And, you know, McAllister didn't make the most of it and he put it, he put, you know, he hit it over. And, but if he hit, if he made a good connection and if he took his time, we would have been in so much trouble. There was another opportunity where Cross came in and Bernardo didn't even touch the ball. If he got like a toe in it, like a, any kind of touch with that. It would have given Leno so much trouble. And then immediately Hambush, you know, gave Leno a test within that half. So, like I said, that's three chances that I just mentioned that Brighton had where they should have been out of sight. But we were fortunate. And sometimes, sometimes you have to ride your luck. And that's what we did in that half. Um, going into the second half, I wanted to see a change. Because going into this match, I didn't understand why Arteta went with Xhaka and El Nini, both of them, which didn't make sense because, listen, when you have an opposition like Brighton, you need to go with a pl players that are good on the transition and going in the counter and everything. And when you look at El Nini and Xhaka, that doesn't scream uh, scary attack. You know, like there's no real transition that was going to happen between those two, especially in an opposition like Brighton. So I looked at it. 
there was no reason to sit back at these guys with two defensive midfielders, like holding midfielders, like which I didn't get. So you could just have one of them and bring Ceballos in. You could bring Willikin, you could bring Ainsley in, and you have three options where you could have brought in different players, but you decide to go with the same with the same two that you went with against Chelsea. And you could see that was a bad idea because there was there was there was times in that half where the reason why we didn't break into their final third quick enough. The reason why we were so slow in transition was because of Alneni and Xhaka. When you have two of them together, it just cancels out. Like, there's so much problems in there. You know? Alneni holds on to the ball sometimes too much. And then, he pa like, he passes the ball at the wrong times. He got himself in trouble a few times. Like, that's just what he does. He's not someone with these kind of games. You need to go with someone that's, you know, that's going to handle the ball. And then release it. Get the ball past the ball. Get the ball past the ball. Immediately transition it quickly. And because we didn't do that, Smith, guys like Smith Rowe and Saka and Martinelli didn't have a lot of chances to create something for Aubameyang. And but going into the second half, I think Arteta had a word with them because you know the way these guys are playing, you have to release the ball quickly. And that's what they did in the second half. And to be fair, that wasn't up to the midfielders. But yeah, that second half has to be, especially the first 15 minutes, it has to be one of the most attacking we've seen us. The way they moved the ball, the likes of Martinelli and Saka, the way they were creating spaces for each other. They were just passing the ball and they were, you know, creating opportunities, especially on the left-hand side when Tyranny backing them up. It was it was good to see and we just got to be more consistent with it. Smith Rowe did well yesterday again. But the only problem is in the first half, he didn't get much like the ball and also he didn't get into it in the game in the first half because like I said there was no one releasing him the ball in a key area from defense to attack there was no good transition so he was left with scraps but in the second half we saw what he was capable of and um, another man of the uh, another you know great performance by him man of the match performance by the way like I said yesterday was uh, Bukayo Saka deservingly this guy this guy is just a plain up baller like, he's only, what, 19? And the way he's playing, he can teach our senior players how to give it all for this team. How to get, how to give it all for this team. And in that second half, Brighton didn't have many, uh, Brighton didn't have many chances. Like, they had one, two chances, but it wasn't that, that troubled uh, our, our, def our defense. And the way the goal was created, like, before we get into Saka, the ball actually came in from Brighton when they had a shot. Leno saved it, releases the ball. Saka picks it up from his own half, from his own yard, and books it. He ran all the way to his own box, looks at Lacazette, who has just been on the pitch for like 40 seconds, picks him out. Lacazette takes one touch, calm, cool, collected, and bangs it in in the bottom corner. That was amazing to see. That was amazing. And I'm so happy again for Lacazette, who, let's be real, the season like has been up and down already for him, and we're not even halfway through the season. Because at the start of this year, he already scored three goals. Like he scored three uh, three goals back to back at the start of the season, like he did just now. At the start of the season, he did that. But then in the same game, he scored his third goal at Anfield, which uh, against Liverpool, he also missed a really good chance. Now Arteta used that. As an excuse to drop him which I didn't understand because he's already your top scorer this season and the way he's playing he's 
you know, he's actually playing well. And with him, okay, yeah, he missed one chance, but you got to give him more opportunities. If it's a consistent thing that he's missing easy opportunities consecutively, then I get it. But that was a one chance he missed, and he already scored in that game. But you take him off, and then that's when his confidence got killed. And then we faced Liverpool again at Anfield that same week in the League Cup fixture. Like, that was a perfect game to play him again. To redeem himself, Liverpool put out a weakened team, and he could have done, you know, he could have done well. But you decide to bench him and then bring him on as a, subs, uh, as a sub. And then after that, he was completely dropped even. So the way he was man, like the way Arteta man managed uh, Lacazette from the start of the season, I didn't agree with it one bit. And I'm a huge supporter of Arteta. I think he could be successful at this team. However, there are some, there's, there's like certain situations where I'm looking at him and I'm like, bro, like his... The way he man-manages certain players, like, there's a lot of work he needs to do. Because it's very, it's very questionable. Like, he has his personal favorites, but then with certain players, the way he treats them is different to the way he treats other players. It gotta be the same kind of energy. So, listen, but I'm just happy Lacazette is kind of, you know, picking up the form again. That's his third game. This is his third game scoring. And I'm very happy for him. Hopefully, he continues that. I hope he starts against West Brom because let's be real, our next game, I think we have, you know, listen, the FA Cup is after the West Brom game. So the first, the third round of FA Cup, that's when you could give him a rest, actually, and then bring him up for the Palace game the following week. So, listen, at the moment, back-to-back wins is going is going well for our team. And right now... All we got to do is just keep this momentum going. Keep playing the players that need to play, and you're golden. And like I said, at some point, I want to see a change midfield. And good news is Thomas Partey is back now, full training. So, listen, that midfield is going to go from looking really mediocre to something really good. And, listen, next to Partey, you could play Ceballos. In my opinion, we should play Ceballos next to Partey because there's actually that's a dynamic midfield. You could play Willock there. Another dynamic midfielder, in my opinion. You could play Ainsley there. I, I want to see Ainsley in the midfield at some point. But regardless of who he puts in, I, I want to, like, I think they're going to succeed because of the quality that party brings into our team. And hopefully he's back soon. And hopefully, I think I think his first game might be the FA Cup game. And I hope that will be true. And because ease him back in, give him a few, give him 60 minutes. And then after that, he'll be back. And then you get him going again. Then we can start getting points across the board. Because right now we're not that far off from the top half of the table. We're 13, but we're only six points behind Chelsea, who are currently sitting at sixth. That tells you something. That's two wins. And the way Chelsea are playing and the way we're getting results, we could easily start climbing up the table. And it's very, uh, it's a very possible scenario. So that was essentially the match review. So... I will get into the West Brom game in my match preview Friday. So keep an eye out for that. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Make sure you guys follow all the social media. Make sure you guys follow the Twitch. Hopefully my streams are going to get better because hopefully I'm going to, I'm actually going to start using a different software. Maybe that will make a difference. But listen, until then, keep an eye out for the videos. Stay calm. Stay safe, wear your mask, social distance, 
everything. And, you know, that's what's up. Thank you for watching. And come on, you gooners. Thank you.